Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. We've got BetQL Daily, weekdays at 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. You can watch us uh, during that time frame on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, Odyssey Sports YouTube page, and of course, the Odyssey app, the BetQL Daily podcast, always available wherever you find your podcast. Joe Ostrowski here. Let's bring in Sean Zarillo from the Action Network, all over it with Major League Baseball. I've enjoyed our visits with him throughout the entire season. You can find him on Twitter at Sean Zarillo. Sean, we're finally there. We're finally here. Uh, before we uh, start to uh, jump into the futures and awards and how you sp- handle specific situations here with less than a week of Major League Baseball left, are, are you still doing the grind? Are you still betting on the daily card? Or are you at a point where uh, you've just kind of walked away with so many teams really not playing for anything. You know, I almost gave up last week just because of the variance. It just all came to a head. I had a six, five, four, three, two, and two one run leads on the final at bat, all blown on the same day. Survived oh. two of those, but I actually looked at the chances of all of that happening in the same day, and it was about one in five million. So it absolutely got to be, but I'm always on the daily grind. You have to pick it right back up the next day. That's just how this goes. Could have easily just have happened in July as it could have in September, but absolutely excited for this final week and rooting for chaos. We have about a one in four chance that we're going to end up getting some bonus baseball on Monday with tiebreak scenario. All right. Like, I don't take it personally as a big baseball fan. I don't think you do either. There's a lot of people over the last month or so they're all in on the NFL and college football and taking in all that information and betting into those markets. And they've been waiting for the playoffs to start. Well, we're almost there. So if you're rooting for chaos, what do you want to see happen this week? You know, I would love to see that AL East tiebreaker scenario come to a head where the, the Yankees, the Red Sox and the Blue Jays would have to play a little round Robin just to decide who would get to play a one game wildcard playoff. So Mm-hmm. We're hoping that one of those teams can uh, 
or that all three of those teams, I should say, can can end up arranging their wins over the next five days to end up in that scenario. There's only about a 5% chance of that happening, so I'm not going to hold out my hopes completely. But if we could get at least two of them tied and hopefully have a play down to play, I would assume at this point the Yankees for the top spot, the Red Sox and the, the Blue Jays playing a one-game playoff, that would be absolutely bananas just because – a Red Sox Yankees wild card would be beautiful, but getting the Blue Jays in there, I think, would be just a little bit more fun. Yeah, we've got to get the Blue Jays in there. I uh, I jumped in a couple of weeks ago at fifty five, fifty five to one. Do you have anything on those AL East teams? I uh, I actually recommended both the Yankees and the Rays uh, in the second half of the season, so I have a twenty five to one ticket on the Yankees, which is looking pretty okay right now. And there's definitely still value on the Yankees in the market. You look at Fangrass projections, they have them at 9% to win the World Series. I'm actually a little surprised because they have them with a higher World Series projection than they do for the Rays. Not really sure how they came to that number. But they would make their implied odds about 10 to 1. So I think there's value on the Yankees right now. I see some 15 to 1s out there. Uh, and there's definitely value on the Rays as well. Baseball Perspectives makes them about 20%. That's roughly where I would have Tampa. I'm very high on this Tampa team, especially since they added Shane Boz. I think this kid is absolutely electric. It's almost like they added Tyler Glasnow back to their rotation. He gives them potentially a frontline starter as they head into the playoffs, which is something they might have been missing. Game and a half back, so few games. Is Seattle dead? They're not dead. They seem to have this magic. I mean, they're they're almost like unquantifiable at this point. They've overachieved their Pythagorean record dramatically, but I feel like every time I watch their games, they end up storming back against these teams. That's exactly what they did last night, scoring, I believe, 11 unanswered runs against Oakland. Their offense seems to have a little bit of magic, and that's, that's the teams who I kind of look for as the threats come playoff time, the teams who never give up and seem to always come back on their opponents. The Brewers were doing it earlier in the year. The Cardinals now seem to be doing it every single night. Uh, they've, mm-hmm. They're only, I believe, 10-6 and six on the first five innings over this, this stretch of games that they're on, but they seem to pull out in the late innings every time. I, I'm under the suspicion that the Cardinals are doing something sneaky. I'm, I'm just joking here, but it almost <laughs> seems like they know what pitches are coming in the late innings because every single night the Cardinals just seem to storm back against these opposing bullpens. That's what was happening to them earlier there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski here. My guest, Sean Zarillo from the Action Network, talking some Major League Baseball. One more AL question before we hop over to the NL picture. Uh, with Tampa Bay, you, you can't project any sort of a matchup in the DS because we have no idea. I mean, we're talking about three, four teams fighting it out for that uh, wild card there. But we've known for quite some time that it is going to be the Astros against the White Sox. Uh, early look. Mm-hmm. How do you view that matchup? Yeah, I've had the Astros ranked as my second-best team in baseball all year. I've been lower on the White Sox in the market. I had the Astros divisional futures. I had the White Sox under 91.5. Maybe they can go 2-3 and three over their final five games and cash that ticket for me. But I would definitely make the Astros the favorites in the series, even without Zach Greinke in the picture potentially. Greinke hasn't been good for a while. But I do think the young pitching that the Astros have, guys like Urquidy, Lance McCullers, Garcia, I, I just think the Astros are a slightly better team, and I would definitely favor them in the series. And I'm not sure where the public sentiment is going to fall. I definitely expect people to want to bet against the Astros, one, the White Sox being a more exciting young team, but two, just because of the cheating scandal that they survived from a few years ago, 
So mm-hmm. I'm expecting the public sentiment to be against the Astros, but I do have World Series futures on them. I've been on them the entire year, so I haven't changed my opinion. I would still make them true talent about a 94-win team, White Sox closer to an 89 or 91 team. Oh, a wild card. Dodgers and Cardinals, it looks very likely. Uh, so what's the pitching matchup going to be there? I would assume it's either Scherzer against Wainwright or or, Stra- or not Strasburg, uh, Walker Bueller against Wainwright. I'm not sure how it lines up over these next five days. I know Scherzer's going today, I believe. Um, so I would assume he would be the one getting the ball a week from now, if that's the case. But... Yeah, I mean, Definitely, if there's a, if there's a uh, small chance, Cardinals at this point, regardless of my projection is, I've been betting against them, unfortunately, pretty consistently over this 16 game stretch, and I have not won any money. So definitely taking a lot of money out of my pocket already. Not going to lay a big price. I'm assuming I'm Dodgers in that scenario, given the way my projections normally point towards dogs. I will probably be on the Cardinals. Their defense is just so good, and it sort of raises the level of all of their pitchers. I didn't think that guys like Jay Happ. John Lester would get plugged into the rejuvenation machine, but maybe when you're pitching with that much of an improved defense behind you relative to what they came from, just fills you with confidence and allows you to be more free. So definitely going to be an interesting matchup. It's kind of sucks and it's making people rethink how the wild card format should be played just because of the Dodgers potentially clearing their win total of over a hundred and still ending up in a one game format. Um, but we still have, you know, about a, a one in fifteen, or not one in fifteen, one in ten chance that we end up with a tie between the Dodgers and the Giants. And I'd still put yeah. the Dodgers' chances around twenty percent to even win the division outright in the regular season. So, not quite over yet, but it certainly looks like that's going to be the matchup. Well, that's that's uh, where I was going to follow up there because the Dodgers wrap up the season with three games against Milwaukee. We know Milwaukee's playing for absolutely nothing, so if it comes down to the last couple of days of the season, how hard do you go to win the division if you're the Dodgers? Now, Scherzer is slated to pitch on Wednesday and then not to start in the last four games, but do you change that up? If, if, if you can possibly win the division on Sunday, October 3rd against Milwaukee. Right, and how hard does Milwaukee go to try to force the Dodgers to stay in that wild card scenario because that could affect them down the line of something I've been thinking about. They've kind of had to force those same three pitchers throughout the season to take the ball every five days. It seemed like Peralta might have been tailing off over this past month. It appears like he got it back together, but didn't think he was going to be able to handle the workload that he has, certainly. So, yeah, I, it's almost more dependent on the Brewers and how hard they want to push their, their pitchers in these final few games. We'll see how it comes down after the Giants play the Diamondbacks over these next few days. Of course, I'm going to be on the Diamondbacks today, as I am almost every day. I hate my life having to bet the Diamondbacks and the <laughs> Orioles. It is just never-ending pain. But definitely uh, definitely don't think it's over, even though that magic number is down the spot. Did you grab anything on the Cardinals? I have a preseason future on the Cardinals since before the air, or I guess the day of the, the Arenado trade. Uh, I got them at 30-1, to 1, so I didn't reinvest at any point. I know some of you have very large tickets on the Cardinals, so I'm certainly pulling for you, especially if they make that wild card game scenario, because I have some monster tickets on the Brewers from the preseason, and anything that opens up the Brewers' path for me is going to be a blessing. Uh, I have actually have a chance, based on the way the, the playoff format is shaking out, to have a future, at least one future, in each quarter of the divisional series. So that is my ideal scenario, is just having the potential to have 
four tickets in the in the AL and NLCS. That would, you know, just be a chef's kiss. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Well, it, it's fun that we have uh, all these various scenarios that we're discussing here, but with uh, so little time left, does it mean that the value has been sucked out of the market for right now and your next betting opportunities will be on series or when a team goes down in any of these playoff series? Uh, how are we handling this? Well, yeah, I, m- I mentioned at the top the Rays and the Yankees, I still think offer World Series value at present, I would make those odds closer to 4-1 to one and 10-1, to one respectively. So if you're looking for futures this late in the game, those would be the teams I'd target, and there's a good chance they play each other in the ALDS. So you could potentially end up with a scenario where you're guaranteeing yourself a ticket in the ALCS if those teams face off. Um, other than that, though, yes, I'm, I'm definitely looking more at the NL Awards futures right now. Um, yeah. But beyond that, we're, we're going to wait for some futures to pop before the playoffs start and then series prices as we go from game to game in those series. There's definitely always ways to attack teams in terms of series prices when they go down 1-0 in a series as opposed to firing on them game to game. You often might find more value or just as much value in the series price. Very good. You're a pro. Uh, you made the transition. Which awards are you looking at right now? Yeah, I know you're taking me there. So I, <laughs> I still think the NL awards races are wide open. In my mind, I think the AL is wrapped up between Otani. I think Otani's been wrapped up for a while, but Robbie Ray seems mm-hmm. to have his secured as well. Corbin Burns, I'm kind of surprised that he's the underdog to Scherzer at this point. Um, looking yeah. at wins above replacement, he's at 7.6 on Fangraphs. Zach Wheeler at 6.9, Max Scherzer at 5.5. So almost two wins clear of Scherzer. He's had a more historic season, set that record for strikeouts without a walk at the start of the year, second all-time in fifth behind 99, Pedro Martinez. Here's what was interesting to me. Codify Baseball, who's a very popular Twitter account, got interacted with Marcus Stroman yesterday. They put out a poll. There's nearly 6,000 votes on it. They have 14,000 followers, so pretty high engagement rate. 42% of people convicting Corbin Burns, 31% Scherzer, 27% Zach Wheeler. Not sure how representative that is of how the voters are going to vote, obviously, because it's a public opinion as opposed to baseball writers. 
but I do think it's pretty representative of how I would handicap the race at this point. I think Burns should be the favorite. You look at the wins above replacement. You look at everything he's done. It's not like Scherzer has a significant lead in terms of innings pitched. I don't know how voters are going to view the fact that Burns missed some time with COVID, and that's sort of a natural or an unnatural way that his innings got reduced. So I think he's been the best pitcher. I think he's had the most historic season. Scherzer, slight advantage in whip, slight advantage in wins. But their ERA, their strikeouts are basically tied, and the war definitely goes to Burns. As for the NL MVP, I think Juan Soto is still alive. And actually, I saw his odds yes. drop in half overnight. He was at 5-1 to one yesterday. He's sitting closer to 3-1, to 2.5-1 to one today, depending on the book. He's your war leader in baseball, whether you go by baseball reference, fan graph. And war is very important for selecting MVP winners. Uh, since before war came into the public light, there was only about a 50-50 chance that player looking backwards ended up being in the top three in their respective league and wins above replacement. Since it came into the public light, 91% of winners finished in the top three in their league and war. 68% of the time, the league leader ended up winning the MVP. Looking at baseball reference war, Harper isn't even in the top three. He's tied with Paul Goldschmidt for fourth. They're behind Tatis. Uh, they're behind, well behind Soto. And then Soto's also the leader on Fangraphs as well. He's, he's ahead of Vlad. He's ahead of Marcus Semien. So Juan Soto, to me, has been the best player in baseball. I think he needs to hit another home run just to get his stat line up above 30 homers. This guy's carrying like a 600 on base percentage in September. He might eventually pass Harper in OPS. So I think there's still value on Soto at a nice, juicy plus number. I have him from preseason at 8-1. to one. thought that future was completely dead, but he has been by far the best player in the second half. Don't do this. Sean, I took Soto at 150 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me it's live. Not because I missed that number. <laughs> oh, man. That's li- I, I, I thought it was dead. I had no expectation a couple of weeks ago. And then, and then, you know, when we see guys like Ken Rosenthal writing about it and saying MVP and Soto, how that needs to be under consideration, all of a sudden I feel like now I have to, now I have to re- look closely at hedging with Harper. It was a concern for so long. Uh, it felt like people were giving it Tatis, but sorry, we only have about 30 seconds, but now you're saying that you might want to hedge off a, a decent amount on Harper, right? Yeah, I, I think Tatis is almost dead at this point. Um, the defense yeah. just dings him so much. And I don't think the fact that any of them are missing the playoffs really affects any of them, because nine of the past 42 winners have failed to make the postseason, but four of those nine finished below 500. Very good. Sean Zarillo, Action Network. Sean, I hope we can catch up again uh, sometime very soon with the playoffs right around the corner. That was Sean Zarillo of the Action Network on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Get to roman.com slash betql now to get $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash betql. Survivor options for week four next. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 